Hey everyone, welcome aboard. You've joined the SwingerCruise.com podcast with Carol and David. That's me, broadcasting from sea to sexy swinging sea. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, a better, more intimate relationship, and the best fucking vacation. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the SwingerCruise.com podcast. And now let's get on with the show. Hi, everyone. We're Carol and David. Are you ready to have the best fucking vacation? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Swinger Cruise podcast is all about. Miss Lynn and her amazing team are passionate about making your sexy vacation the best it can be. She sure is. And whether you're a swinger like us, a nudist, or simply an adventurous couple, Miss Lynn's got you covered because it's all about you and whatever floats your boat. So, are you looking for a better understanding of how to optimize your pleasure center? You know, that spot between your legs? Are you ready to learn more about the functionality of your cock on your pussy and dismiss some of those misconceptions propagated by porn? Propagated, that's a big word. It's too much for me. On today's show, we're going to find out how to make the most of what you've got between your legs and stay sexually healthy with regards to erections and pelvic floor strength. That's what we're talking about today. Very cool. I've got to learn about that. But first, before we get into the show with our amazing guest, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And you know, this is the SwingerCruise.com podcast, and we're so excited to welcome back our resident sex therapist, Dr. Rhoda Lipscomb. She's been on our show before, and Rhoda, thank you so much for taking time out of your day for joining us on our show. Thank you, Carol and David. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, exactly. How are you guys doing today? We are doing great. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing during quarantine these days. I am actually staying very busy during quarantine. I have literally closed my office and I'm doing all of my sessions online now. And so it's it's weird. I I barely leave the house. (laughs) It's weird not interacting with people face to face, isn't it? It is. I mean, and if a year ago you had told me that I, I would actually be enjoying staying in my house all the time and seeing everyone online, I would have told you you were crazy. Um, but it's not bothering me nearly as much as I thought it would. I'm hoping this doesn't mean I'm becoming a hermit. <laughs> no, I don't think, because otherwise the world would be becoming a hermit. So I'm sure we are missing our friends, but we're just doing the best thing we can to stay safe and healthy. And you've been writing a lot of blogs and you've been making videos. And I know one of your hot topics lately is all about cocks and pussies and, you know, all different things about that and how they um, are somehow misunderstood sometimes when we watch porn. It's a little bit different than what we see. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is a lot of misconceptions in the world um, about just genitals in, in general. Um, and 
it's it's kind of weird because our society really has a very strange relationship with genitals, uh, which doesn't really make sense when you think about it. I mean, genitals are just part of our bodies like any other part. Um, sure, they have a lot more nerve endings um, and can be more fun to play with, which you know is why you see babies playing with their genitals mm-hmm. uh, when they're very young. Um, but our society ends up really demonizing this part of our bodies um, in in subtle and not so subtle ways. I mean, think about it. Just think about all the silly names right. that we hear for genitals. A woo-woo, um, and a pee-pee. <laughs> woo-woo, a pee-pee. Um, you know, for both, for both genders. I mean, it's, it's like we are afraid to talk about them. Um, and there's so much discomfort and shame and embarrassment that people have about their genitals. Um, you, you know, for both genders and, and most people, it's, it's a, it's a small number of people I've met who actually feel happy and proud about the way their genitals look most most people have this sort of internal oh mine are not good enough mine don't look right enough um they don't really want too much attention to them other than what you have to have my 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 Um, cock looks pretty good well you you're proud of yourself babe well we're nudists so that definitely helps except when we have some really cold water in the ocean or the lake and then it's like uh, hun it's, where is your cock well it's still good enough honey doesn't mean that it's not good but it's, it's pretty, just cold it's pretty cool how it shrivels up to like nothing <laughs> and then you start touching it and sucking it and pulling on it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger it's, it's, it's like has a head, a head of its own well it does Dave. yes well they do yes. oh my oh my god <laughs> <laughs> And and nothing against porn. I mean, I you know the last ten twenty years, porn has really gotten a very bad rap in society. Um, some of it it deserves, um, and a lot of it it doesn't necessarily deserve. Um, but porn has a very distinct um, look for for both uh, penises and vulvas in our society. There there's what I definitely call porn cock and porn pussy. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, most of us do not look like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you take even just men's genitals, for example, I mean, the average penis size uh, for most men fully erect is somewhere between about five to six inches. And that's average. And so right. if you think of your bell curve, that's that's the top of your bell curve. Um where the the kind of the range goes from about three to thirteen inches, but those are the extreme ends mm-hmm. of your bell curve. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the the few, um, what's called a micro penis for mm-hmm. a man who has like a one to two inch penis. That's medically called a micro penis, okay. and those are very rare. Right. Yeah, and even girth. I mean, the average girth is about three to seven inches around if you were to measure it around. Um, some men have this mistake of wanting to measure it across. And it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> That's a little bit hard. Not really, not really how you measure it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you think of the average dollar bill, I mean, the, the length of an average dollar bill is about six inches. Mm-hmm. And that's about average size. But yet look at porn. You know, it's eight, nine, 11 inches. I, you know, I know there are women who are size queens and want those 10 to 11 inch dicks but 
most of us, it, it feels like your cervix is being pushed up into your lungs. Well, if they're sticking it right in, I agree with you. But of course, yeah. uh, guys with big dicks have to remember that, you know, our vaginas, the inside part is what only Hun, five or six inches. What's the biggest cock you've ever had? Okay, I've had a big cock, but big? it didn't all go in. That's right. You couldn't even get past his head. No, exactly. So yeah, as long as they're not pushing too far, right? It's all good. Right. And, and it's very easy in the moment for a man to get carried away and mm-hmm. then he thrusts all the way in and yeah. suddenly it's like <gasps> right right no longer pleasurable <laughs> yeah yeah i've i've had a couple of partners where yeah when they were that long it's like you know what i'm not sure i really want to play with you anymore right because, yeah because you're not sure what you're doing with that thing but actually i have had some big gentlemen and they've been very very cautious and good and they knew how to use but them. what what are some of the tricks that you do when you are encountering this really large cock to make sure that he doesn't hurt you is there's different ways you hold it or you hold his ass like like how do you control that that he doesn't like rhoda said just stick it in your pussy and it comes out your throat i don't know rhoda do you think we actually have any control over that i get on top oh there you go that's a very good idea see perfect <laughs> like, good idea you're not getting on top uh-huh, no 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 uh-huh, i'm getting uh-huh, on top uh-huh, like yeah. i'm going to control the level of thrusting with this thing <laughs> and what about when you're giving a blowjob like how do you control him not like shoving it down your throat well i don't like that anyways i don't like when the guy's grabbing the back of my head i like to be in control of the cock sucking because i'm doing it for me as well right. and so i'm just holding right. and stroking the way i like it so that's yeah that's fine i'm not worrying about that yeah, part. that's fine yeah. and I, I I have actually taught a blowjob class, and and one of the things I always tell uh, the people in the class is that you have to remember um, it, it may be his dick in your mouth, but uh, you have the teeth. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yikes! Yeah. So, I don't like teeth. And I have met very few men in my life who actually like having their cocks bit. Right. So they're going to be careful. There, there are a few. Yeah, but a normal person. <laughs> So you do have a bit of power there. <laughs> and what about what about those guys who have um, issues with their cocks, and and they have issues either um, getting an erection, maintaining an erection, or ejaculate too quickly? Well, I, you know, if you're talking about like performance anxiety and the lifestyle, um, that is a, that is a huge issue that a lot of us don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it makes sense in many ways because particularly just the way that many of us are sexual in the lifestyle versus uh, when we come from more traditional vanilla lifestyles. You know, if you've spent the first 10 years of your relationship only having sex with the two of you and now suddenly there's four people on the bed or six people on the bed and you're having to you have all of this distraction of seeing other people, listening to other people. Um, and particularly for men when it's, com- they compare their penises yeah. to other men's. Yeah. Um, and there is this insecurity of theirs not being good enough or not being pleasurable enough. And so those, once you get that thought process going in the brain and you get that anxiety swirling yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you know i i always tell men that you know i don't care how good your physiology is and how strong your erections normally are your brain can override all of that for sure if you if you get your anxiety going enough right. and and you're 
that fear gets going. And then once you have one time with erection difficulties or you ejaculate too quickly, what well, what people think is too quickly, right. I should say. Because right. <laughs> often, again, people are comparing it to porn. Mm-hmm. They're comparing it to this guy who's going and going and going. And this may be an edited of piece of film. It's a produced <laughs> entertainment. It's not real life sex. It's not. It's this is porn is fantasy. You know, I always like to say porn is like sci-fi. You know, we don't live our lives thinking that our lives are supposed to be like Star Trek or Star Wars or any of these other sci-fi films. We can't compare our real life sex life to porn and think that that's going to be realistic. Yeah. Um, and so, when guys are comparing how long they last compared to porn they're going to be unhappy and they're going to think they have um a a rapid ejaculation problem Mm -hmm. when the reality is that the average man penis in vagina amount of time before ejaculation is is really about three to seven minutes so you know the other morning we were having sex um you're not a big fan of morning sex but it was one of those things where i woke up i was hard you were a little horny I rolled over, you were on your back, For very quickly you got wet, I fucked you, and in what, 90 seconds I came yeah. and we were finished? Yeah, it was like two minutes, and he's not worrying about having an ejaculatory problem, it was just it a It was quickie. just a moment, it was yeah. situational. Yeah. Right. And, and, then, and then tonight we can have sex and it can go on for a half an hour or an hour where I'm not coming, so you know, the brain is all about, okay, you know, we have to get up, we have stuff to do, so you know, when I feel the sensation, I'm going to come right, right. away. Right. Um, Instead of holding back. And if I held back, it was like, okay, Carol's brain is going to get going. She's going to say, okay, get off, get off. I, we we got to go get on with our day. And the moment <laughs> is lost. So you just have to do the right thing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's really about feeling good. And how many times have we spoken about it's not about the orgasm. It's not right. about the ejaculation. Right. It's about the whole situation, the whole moment. And if it's a quickie, great. If it's a... Um, yeah, because a, if we do have one hour to have sex, then you are, you do want it to last longer. And you, you'll pull out if you're feeling too sensitive that you think you might ejaculate. You pull out, we do something else. We change positions, uh, wh- whatever it might be. So it's not necessarily lasting as long as they are on porn. Um, but I agree that people do compare their abilities to porn abilities. They do. And it, and it's truly unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and, and there's for women with the, like the porn pussy, I like to call it. Um, there's some real problems with that because I think so many women have so many early messages about their genitals anyway. Um, growing up as little girls, we get those messages about, you know, our genitals are dirty mm-hmm. and don't touch yourself down there. And so many of those early messages that we grow up with. Um, and I think the and thing then, with the women is that they don't get to see what their genitals look like because you don't actually sit in front of the mirror or put a hand mirror there and then have a look. Um, so we kind right. of are guessing what it might look like, what like ours might look like down there. And then we're, we're self-doubting too, because we're not spending time looking, not like a guy can see his own penis. So we can't really right. see what we're looking at until we specifically do that. With I remember, I remember when we started taking some pictures of ourselves and, and you actually saw your pussy and then you saw my cock in your pussy. You were like, wow, 
Well, it was we, like you were at 40. When we first started in the lifestyle and we, we became nudists, we went to Desire for you know the very beginning of our lifestyle and David took pictures of me lying down sleep. I didn't like the look of my pussy. I don't know why, <laughs> but he took pictures and they're, oh, wait, why, why, what? Yeah, really? It took me a while I, I, to get used to seeing my pussy out in the open. Um, mm-hmm. And now, of course, I'm used to it, but it's not something we're used to seeing as females. We don't see a lot it's of pussy. Not. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I used to always say I thought men won the the genital jackpot because <laughs> I I just think male genitals are so much more attractive mm-hmm. than female Thank genitals. You. Thank I know you there very are many much. people who will disagree with me. <laughs> right. and no, I'm glad there are many people in the world who would disagree with me on that. Um, but that's always been my own personal opinion on it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's just not attractive. Um, and then so many people don't really understand the structures of the Mm -hmm. vulva and the differences between what's the vulva, what's the vagina, um, how it all works together, um, how the nerves work. We have very simplistic understanding of it. Um, You know, people now, there's now a lot more focus on the clitoris. And really, the clitoris is not just that little portion that, that you see sticking out. Really, the the bulk of the clitoris is all internal. I mean, it's this sort of kind of bulb with legs that go down and and wrap around the outside of the vagina and throughout the vulval structures. And so you need to like pay attention to the whole thing. It's not just about somebody putting their penis or fingers in and ramming away that's going to cause pleasure. Um, That can be part of it, but it's, you're missing so much. If, if that's all you're doing. And just to remember um, that that's why a lot of women don't orgasm when they're being penetrated and they need the external stimular, stimulus to, to stimulate their clitoris enough to, to have an erection. You, you rarely come when we're fucking. No, I, I get it. But that whole, that, that whole tissue needs to get erect just like a man. And aroused, yes. Uh, yes, exactly. and so that's what you need to do uh, in order to get that really good pleasure. So it's rubbing inside, like with penetration, but also on the outside and grinding down and, and getting that whole tissue erect so that you can feel yeah. good and it feels great. Right, and it's, you've got to have enough warm-up mm-hmm. uh, for most for. For most people, I love there's got to be enough warm up, um, and especially for women as we get older, you really have. Well, and men as they get older too, um, you know. I'm I'm always amazed at how many of the vanilla couples I I work with, who when they're starting to have sexual problems in like their 40s and 50s, and the female partner almost never touches her partner's penis or oh. Like, like she doesn't even touch it because she's so used to that. Well, it just gets hard and he puts it in. Oh. And like, he's 50 now. Yeah. You're going to have to touch it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. Going he to needs have some to help more. there. <laughs> he needs some help. You know? Absolutely. Yes. And that's okay. I love it, I love it when you help me. Of course. I we were watching TV last night and Carol was just doing like hand exercises on my cock and stroking it. Mm-hmm. And it was, what do you call it? Mobility exercises? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Keep it in practice. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. we, didn't have, we didn't have sex. It was just touching it, keeping yeah. it in shape for tomorrow or something. Yeah. But it was great. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And and getting back to the female genitals, I think that's all the this feeling that most women have about our genitals has caused this kind of explosion of a certain type of cosmetic surgery mm-hmm. called labiaplasties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because for many women, the internal, the labia minora, the internal lips can hang out from 
the labia majora, the external lips. Um, and in, in rare cases, it can be because they hang out so far, it can be painful and they get caught during sex and they can get caught in clothing. And, and so there are cases where sometimes that can be a helpful procedure to have them kind of trimmed back so that they're not getting caught. Um, but the problem with the porn is that you have that certain look and now women are going in for these cosmetic procedures that really they don't need, that it's more about, oh, I have to look like what the magazine shows mm -hmm. or what the film show. Yeah. And they're having all these, you know, unnecessary cosmetic procedures. And not that I'm against cosmetic procedures. I'd be the last person on the earth to <laughs> right. be coming out against that. That'd be rather hypocritical of me. <laughs> but you know, the unnecessary that it's more about, oh, I'm not good enough, so I have to have this surgery so that I'll look sexy enough and att attractive enough. And one of the things I noticed when I first met David and he suggested um, that I should shave my pussy and it was not something I was willing to do at the beginning. I didn't really understand a reason for it. Um, but as time went on and when we became nudists, uh, I said, oh, you know what? I will feel more comfortable, you know, shaving down there. Um and so that's when your whole vulva looks different because now there's not hair covering the area. You actually get to see what's down there uh, without all right. the hair in the way. And then that's probably when uh, I noticed that my lips also, my my inner lips, if you what do you call them? Labia minor. Labia minora. Uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I noticed that they were more, much more prevalent than I had thought before because the hair kind of distracts from that. Carol has a beautiful sure. pussy. Yeah, I'm, I love shaved yes. pussies. <laughs> I could spend hours down there just licking her pussy yeah. and not even going near her clit, but just all around the sensual erogenous zones. And, and you can see when she gets aroused and when the blood is coming down there. You know, the, the venous mound and everything gets so swollen and, and, and you see and the pussy gets wetter. I mean, the worst thing a guy can do is just try to shove his cock in or try to shove a finger in. You got to warm it up. You got to take care of it. I mean, it's it's the most Get precious thing in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about pelvic floor. Sure. That's All a very right. important part of our health. Absolutely. And I, you know, I think women in our in our lives, we get much more information about pelvic floor muscles, the importance of them, um, you know, through childbirth and, and all of that. We we learn about doing what are called Kegel exercises mm -hmm. or PC muscle exercises. Um, but the pelvic floor is really important for both genders um, be, because we have to remember that when both sexes are in the embryonic development. And I'm literally, I'm talking those first few weeks of, of development. Both, if you took a male and a female embryo, they would look ex exactly identical those first few weeks. And so the structures that diff start to change and differentiate at a certain point in development, what becomes the penis in the male becomes the clitoris in the female. Right. You know, what becomes the labia in the female becomes the scrotum in the male. Um, the structures internally that stay up inside and become the ovaries in the female drop down and become the testicles in the male. So we have a lot more in common than people really think we do. But those also, those same pelvic floor muscles are all there supporting our genitals, helping them. Um, and if we don't take care of those pelvic floor muscles, it does affect our sexual performance and our sexual lives. 
um, you know, women get top of it by doing those Kegel muscles that it helps to tighten the vaginal walls, which it certainly does. Uh, but it also helps increase a woman's sexual desire because mm. you're really focusing on your genitals mm. more than women do on a, probably a daily basis because we don't use them to urinate. So we're not thinking about them. You know, right? We don't hold them in yeah. our hands yeah. to urinate like, you know, like men do. So having that focus really does help. Plus it also, by having stronger muscles, helps you have stronger orgasms. So there's a lot of benefits. Um, for men, you know, they can have stronger erections with stronger PC muscles. Um, it helps improve um, ejaculating too quickly. So if, if for men, it feel like they, they ejaculate too quickly, really working those pelvic floor muscles is very important to help them learn to have more control and to be able to hold off longer, um, as well as increasing desire and stronger orgasms. And for men who really learn how to work these, they can even get to having multiple orgasms. Wow. Wow. And do they do Kegel type exercises like women do? It's, yeah, it's basically the same exercise. So for people who don't know how to find those muscles, it's when you're on the toilet urinating, it's that ability to stop the flow of urine. So you squeeze those muscles and you cut off the flow. And now you know how to find the muscles. And then if you haven't done this either ever or for a long time, you've got to start off slow. It's like any other muscles in your body. You don't want to overwork them too quickly. Um, so the ideal is to be able to do sets of 20, two to three times a day, and then three to four days a week. Mm -hmm. um, but start off slow. If you've never done this, do a set of five and then take a break and then do another set of five and work your way up to a set of 20. Mm -hmm. So you're squeezing it, holding it for a count of two and then releasing it and then squeezing it and then releasing it. Um, and I'm it's doing it right do now it. as we speak. You can do it right <laughs> now. Exactly. Like you can do it while you're sitting in a meeting. You can do it while you're in your car mm -hmm. um, at a stoplight. It's easy to do and it just takes some practice. Oh, Carol's um, really good at it. When we're fucking, I could feel her, you know, when she's turned on and she knows that it's time for me to come she actually squeezes my cock with her with her muscles and i could feel it and 90 percent of the time it just makes me explode mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it's like milking and, the and cock it's like milking it, it is yeah? like, yes yeah. the, having those strong muscles you can actually milk him while you're doing that yeah. and on the male side there's an additional little piece you can do once you've built up the muscles is for extra extra strength um so like if you like to uh, masturbate in the shower if you have an erection take a washcloth um, and start off first with a dry washcloth so it's not too heavy and put that over the head of the penis and then sort of bounce it oh there you go so that you're like bouncing it up yeah. which you know for a lot of men it's kind of fun it's playful and, yeah. and then as you work up then you go to a damp washcloth and then more of a wet washcloth but again guys don't do this too fast. Right, like right. I know a lot of men are like, oh, I'm going to go straight for the wet washcloth. Right, like, no, <laughs> this is not like you don't want to overdo this like in the gym where you decide you're just going to go pick up those 200 pound weights. Right. No. Take your time. I'm um, going to start with the bedspread. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course he is. The whole towel even. Yeah. But then once you get those built up, then during intercourse when, when your penis is inside, you can again – do that kind of flexing and pulsing motion, and yeah. she's going to be able to feel that inside yeah. of her. Yeah. So it gives a, a real unique sensation for her. 
I think we got to try that. Very cool. Yeah. I'm up for learning. Yeah. We always love to it's learn. It's like, like weightlifting for the penis. Right, 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 right. Well, this has been a great discussion, Rhoda. Thank you so much. And as we, we wrap up our discussion, we like to leave our audience with a little something that they maybe can do tonight to help them achieve, achieve better sex. What advice would you have them and where they can begin? I would say, you know, for, the, for tonight, start to take like a better appreciation of each other's genitals. Oh, good idea. Um, you know, really look at them and, and touch them with not of this sort of, I have to do something to get you off, but more of this sort of loving touch and appreciation. Um, you know, sometimes I think it's really nice after sex to lay there with just your hands on the other one's genitals, not, not stroking, not rubbing, but just, just a hand there that's kind of keeping you in touch with each other in that area. Um, and it's, it's a very sort of loving, connecting way to stay connected after sex is done. I think that's some really, really, really great advice. Well, Rhoda, as always, we have enjoyed your time with us on our show today. Uh, you know we, you're going to be a regular on our show on the SwingerCruise.com podcast. Um, why don't you take a second to tell everyone how they can reach out to you? Well, thank you. Uh, yes, I, my website is... Uh, drroda.com so d-r-r-h-o-d-a dot com um, as well I also have a Facebook page uh, Dr. Rhoda on Facebook and a private uh, lifestyle Facebook page called Monogamy to Open for people who are new to this looking for information I have a lot of things posted there videos of different things I talk about um, so it's a private group so it's monogamy the number two and then open. Um, and so it's not going to show up on your Facebook feed to your, all your vanilla friends. Um, and that's also available for people if they're interested. Wow, that's great. And in case you missed any of that, you know, Rhoda has a guest page on our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where she has all her contact information listed right there. So feel free to reach out to her. And if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, or relationships, and she'll be there and pleased to answer your questions. And we're learning more and more every week from all our fantastic guests. And we hope you do too. We absolutely do. We just want to take a moment to remind you about our new partnership with Alt Playground. And if you're looking for an online, open-minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, you should join altplayground.net. It's a lifestyle website that's expanding to include a lots of amazing lifestyle resources, including Swinger Podcasts, and you can even find our show there too. So check it out. That's altplayground, A-L-T, playground.net. Absolutely. And of course... We want to invite everyone to explore the SwingerCruise.com website to book your next Swinger Cruise. Maybe you'll even join us and Dr. Rhoda on the next Bliss Cruise as soon as everything gets back to, well, it's not going to be normal, but it's going to be a new normal one of these days. Right. And remember to stay sexy and stay healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, and of course, practice social distancing and please continue to listen to our show and visit our website thesexylifestyle.com and if you have any questions at all you can always send us an email at ask at carolindavid.com well that's it for our show today a special thank you to dr rhoda lipscomb 
And a special thanks to everybody out there who's been listening for the last three years. We have just surpassed a million listeners, and we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for our great guests and all of you listening. Thank you so much. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. All right, everyone. Remember, stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. It's time to get off unintended. We want to thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of the SwingerCruise.com podcast. We've got another one lined up for you next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, book with the SwingerCruise.com, and you might just have the best fucking vacation and the best sex ever.